Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The Bernstein and Home Show. Cody Westerland was a farmer. What? He was like a 4-H champion. He raised a prize pig. I'm not making this up. Don't believe Dan for one second. He took one look at Cody's zip code, and he has made this entire backstory. That's not true. On Cody. I don't believe you. The guy's got blue ribbons, and it's probably the best bacon they ever had in your life. So he ate him after he yeah, won all the prizes just, with him? What do you think you get the prize? him to slaughter him. Yes, he That's did. his buddy. He raised him to, yes, they did. What do you think they do? All right, so Cody texted me during the break, and he said, Dan is correct. I was in 4-H for several years, and one of my pigs won a blue ribbon at the county fair one time. He then said, the pigs did go to slaughter. Oh, it's so nice. They go to slaughter. Where are you going today? Oh, I think I'll get my nails done and then go to slaughter. It all starts here in the high-density feedlot. Then when the cattle are just right, it's time for them to graduate from Bovine University. I think Studs and Cody Westerland took the Jackie Robinson statue. <laughs> the C! The C! Oh. That's not right! Don't, don't put that on me! <laughs> don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby! Don't you put that on us! Bernstein and Hope. Middays 10 a.m. till 2 on Chicago Sports Radio. 670 The Score. I wasn't making stuff up. I knew what I was talking about. He did. He was a, he was a 4-H champion with a blue ribbon prize pig, and they killed it and they ate it. What are you talking about? Cody Westerland and his, and we, there was, that was the he, argument he yesterday. He never said that he ate it. He, he well, did somebody say, ate it. Yeah, but he didn't say that he ate it. Right. Because that might be kind of hard. It's like, oh, Fluffy, we yeah. had so much fun together, but you're so delicious. Not fluffy. He said he wasn't funny. No, he's hilarious. No, he might be delicious, but not funny. It's going to be one of those days where no. I ask you to focus no. and you guys talk it out. No, it's all good. I just good. sit here and listen. It's all to good. People work through stuff. I'm focused. As 50 would say, I'm focused, man. Man. Focus, man. He wouldn't say that. What's up, man? I'm Matt Eberflus. Hey, man. Man, everybody says that. I don't know. What's up yours? I don't know. How you been? You good? (laughs) I am. What a raised laugh. (laughs) I can somehow hear your raised laugh with headphones on through a soundproof window. I'm loud. I'm sorry. But what the hell? (laughs) It's so (laughs) good. What kind of start to this show? Woo! Can I give away a state secret? So sometimes the best... The best interviewing, as everybody here knows, is you just sit quietly 
and then somebody will fill the space. This is going great. And that's, that's, that's when you've got them. That's my vibe today. I'm just let everyone say what they got to say today. Just when you guys need me, let me know. That's I got, not how this works. I got culture is That's awesome. not how any of this works. It is. That's how transition worked. I was just like easy. I was just sitting there just like, okay. Folks, you got stuff to say today. A lot of it. Now, there's two pieces of chicken. What? Usually, you only bring one. It no, looks I less bring, sad when there's two. You should bring two. <laughs> I may not eat both. It looks like that makes a little more sense than we just Usually have like you bring the, like a five. two cent sandwich bag and it's filled well, with one piece of chicken. Well, I, this is what I had today, so I brought it in. So that's it's it's here in case it's just knowing it's there is half the battle. It makes you feel better. Yes, just, I get that. Just knowing I have it, that means I, it's sort of like Layla with her coffee. When she'll no, have I coffee. consume it. But I know, but you have it, and then you'll always you'll, you'll have more in case, and you'll save it for later. It's just it's it's my it's a security chicken blanket. I go with water, twenty ounces of water. Coffee. I don't drink coffee within the first three hours of waking up. Really, I wouldn't be able to do that. I get a. It makes me headache. all jittery. Yeah, it's the, the best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup and feeling all jittery. The no, Folgers I... machines are broken. The Folgers machine. It's still broken. Yeah, sack machine. What the hell. Right. I, think it's, I think it's permanently broken. I think it needs to be taken out to pasture. I've taken to slaughter. It needs to be taken to slaughter. I, I say try- put out to pasture two studs. I tried to That's toast my bagel yesterday, and the toaster doesn't work either. Oh, come on. Was it plugged now. in? What? Was it I plugged pl- Sometimes it it's unplugged. No. Oh, you I- guys are in luck. I have a spare toaster oven. I just bought a new one. Don't bring it here. Yeah, I was going to say the yeah, same thing. No. I gonna, don't need it. I mean, if bring it here, but know that it, it'll be broken within a matter of minutes. That's really sad. And like our little store, <laughs> like it's just gone. Oh, well, we've, we've got top people on that. No, hey, the the one at NBC also left too. Oh, it's got to be the same one. Yeah, it must be going around. The little like the honor system one. Yeah. Where, no, that, I mean we, it was never an honor system one. By the way, it was never Tim, an honor system. So it was never on the honor system. <laughs> you no, have you to pay for no, it. No, you pay for right, but it's not like behind glass or anything. I'm beginning yeah, they, to understand the, why it's gone. It's why the Amazon, that's how the Amazon store works. Well, no, that thing no, upstairs, the Amazon, I'm not, you scan first, and then you walk it's in. just the prices were so insane, I never bought anything up the there. Amazon I wasn't going to pay like $4 for a bag of peanuts. The Amazon prices are the same as retail. I've checked. Not Amazon, the one up here. It was, they were gouging yeah, On the 10th floor. Oh, yeah, it's true. I don't go up there. It was ridiculous. It was like but an, now it's an, like an gone. apple was like $2. There's like two bags of M&Ms left. Yeah, ours, ours had the same issue. Just yeah. went away one day. Yep. Was it the same company? It's got to be. It's got to be. I mean, that's going around. Did they show a picture of us on it? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's all we need is our picture in the Tribune. I didn't know Bernstein Homes had snack kiosks. No kidding. Yes, we also bankrupted them. Yes, we ruined the snack kiosk business, too. I paid for mine. (laughs) I finally learned how to use that thing, too. Ray was so nice, and him and Studs were super patient. They're like, "This is how it works, old man." I was like, "Oh, great, got it." Now nothing. It's pretty much the same as a self checkout at, at a jewel or whatever. Jewels, jewels. Excuse me, jewels. And, and now I'm being farm splained. Cody's hog likely had no name. Once farm animals have names, they become pets. A hog with no. That's name. just an illustration of boundaries. <laughs> you Dan. don't eat pets. <laughs> Been through the desert on a hog with no name. <laughs> That's seriously just boundaries. I mean, okay. I, did, I didn't know that you. if you raise a prize pig, you don't give it a name. What do you call it? 
You call it by a serial number? Pig. Babe. Well, it's like, you know, somebody would refer to their prize cow as like the Holstein is like two years old. Or, you know, studs, you know what I'm talking about. Why do studs have to know what you're talking about? He knows. I'm lobbying for Cody's nickname to be Pig. No. Pig Westerland. I like it. Works, right? Yeah, I think it sounds good. Shout out to former bear Pig Simmons. I hope he's doing well. Lachavius Pig Simmons. Is he still working? Or I mean, in football. I don't know. He might still be working, but... Is he still working so. in football? He seemed like a nice young man. You could always use backup offensive linemen. Because they had Lachavius Simmons and Arlington Hambright at the same time. On the That's roster. where the stadium's going, at the Arlington Hambright. Because you had Pig and you had Hambright. So you had a, you had a whole branding uh, possibility there. Uh, we were going to talk about uh, the coordinators staying. We still can. Okay. We still got a few minutes. I think that it's really interesting that that you have the two guys that most people thought were going to end up with head coaching jobs who said, no, thank you. And I know that the report on Ben Johnson was, well, he was asking for too much money and he can't ask for too much money. Perhaps he asked for too much money because he didn't want your crappy job. And that's the type of money it would have taken for him to take your crappy job. I mean, that's and it. Good for him. That's it. Good here. For him. First of all, Yesterday's price is not today's price. Mm-hmm. That happens quite often. But additionally, how are we not seeing that there are organizations where you know something bad is happening? We absolutely know that that there are bad jobs in the NFL and there are badly constructed teams and dysfunctional teams. We talk about it all the time. Do we know who Ben Johnson's agent is and who Bobby Slowick's agent is? Trace Armstrong. I, I was just going to say, what what if they're both represented by Trace Armstrong and Don Yee? Well, if you're if you're either one of those guys, you look around and you say, first, what am I dealing with here? Do I like the job that I have? And not everyone is driven by the idea of I have to get to the next thing next. It might be I really enjoy being here or I would in the case of Ben Johnson, maybe not so much with Bobby Sloyd. I would like to see this thing to its conclusion. That's it for me. Like you can't what's unfinished business worth? And in the case of both of those coordinators, when you've made it this far, why wouldn't you want to see a project through if you could, if you had the chance? If if you're not pressed and you're not like like running to a bad job just because, and people often will talk about jobs in in sports. Well, you know, there's there's only thirty two of them, right? But if, if you don't want one of them, but if I don't want to go work in Washington, because organizationally they've been poor for a really long time. Why not stay at a place where you feel like there's still something to accomplish? We sure feel that way about where quarterbacks land. Or maybe you just like your job. And this sounds weird that it's okay to like what you do for a living. Yes. And there have been how many coordinators who were incredibly uncomfortable, dysfunctional, Head coaches. One it is working happens. right now. Vic Fangio. Vic Fangio. How quick did it was, take for him to get a job again? And he was never happy doing. Never seemed happy as a head coach. He was never cut out for it. He almost took it because it was sort of time, and he was it, maybe he, he wanted to well, at the time. Well, he I think was he sixty did. when he took the job, so he was probably thinking it's either now or never. Who was the? I mean, I think he did. He he wanted a head coaching shot. I think that's. Pretty obvious in his action. But Ben Johnson's 37. Right. And there's going to be head, unless unless the Lions absolutely fall off a cliff next year, and even still, 
I mean, Luke Getzey was getting offensive coordinator job uh, interviews. So Ben Johnson will probably still have an opportunity to be a head coach, but pick your spot. Instead of looking at this as saying, well, I've got to take this because it's offered to me. Why not? And say, what's the best thing for me? Who was the longtime Steelers, the longtime AFC defensive coordinator into his 70s? Oh, uh, Dick LeBeau. Dick oh, LeBeau. Yeah. Remember, and then he went down to Tennessee for a little bit. Dick LeBeau. Right? Don't you remember how disastrous his, that when he was a head coach and everyone, we sort of held it up as this just because you're a, a godfather level coordinator doesn't mean you're cut out for everything that the head coaching job well, is. Well, I'm not even talking about like failing at the job of being a head coach, but the idea of do I have to take this just because it's what the next thing is. You know, like mm-hmm. it, it you don't have to like if if you like what you do and like Layla said if there's unfinished business that you're trying to to accomplish, maybe the accomplishment means more to you. Or maybe you're wired, whereas you can't move until the thing is exhausted, until you either get to where you're going or the time is up on that particular lifespan of of team. Or maybe your family doesn't want to move. Maybe your wife has uh, works and has her friends or her parents are in the air. Like, there's so many things here that are really important that are, have nothing to do with your career ambitions if you care about the happiness of other people in your family who matter to you. We often, it's a part of, like, grind culture, too, where, oh, well, you got to go and secure the bag. What if it's a really bad situation? Just because the bag is being offered doesn't mean that it that it's a great opportunity. Dan Campbell illustrated, though, the ephemeral nature of all of this when he said the quiet part out loud after the game on Sunday, when he said, you know, you don't know if you get another shot at this. And I feel like that mentality also applies for some to head coaching jobs. But maybe the most important stat in the NFL this year is how every single team has had turnover at the offensive coordinator position since 2021. It's pretty incredible. And that would indicate that you don't always have to go when the system says you need to. And and may I also say that this, to me, kind of goes with a larger point that I've been trying to get across for months and probably years, is that it offers teams the opportunity to think outside of what the consensus is on who you should hire. You have to get more creative in who you hire to be the head coach. And the job requirements for head coach are different than what they are for offensive coordinator. And we don't talk about that enough. You know what we do talk about, though, is the job requirements for head coach being different than defensive coordinator. A lot. Mm -hmm. And there are some Unless you have a head coach that does both at the same time. Right, which is, uh, in my opinion, Pennywise and Pound Foolish. But the, uh, the, the best teams that you see, it's the rarity where you have the Kyle Shanahan's who can do both and it's still okay. That's right. That's the outlier. That's the exception. I think part of what you say about grind culture, too, is also the brotherhood, the union culture of the reason why you have to keep pursuing the next thing is, first of all, it opens up jobs 
and on, and then you are the, the salaries keep going up and you're setting a precedent and when one person gains everybody gains and it's like you are beholden in the industry to constantly be climbing the ladder and it may be looked at like why why didn't that guy go why is that job open why didn't somebody take that job because you don't have to yep you like the view from where you're at yep see i told you we could talk about it next we'll talk about how quickly this 78 project seems to be chugging along now the commissioner has weighed in on it Maybe we should take a little opportunity to pause and discuss these things. Yeah, because in the the world of follow the money, if if you didn't read all the way down to the very bottom of some of these articles, the money doesn't always add up the way you think it might. The math ain't mathing. We'll talk about that as it pertains to the White Sox in their new stadium, question mark. Bernstein, Holmes, Rahimi here on The Score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Bernstein and Holmes, your midday destination for Chicago sports talk. On Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. The thing they got me was, I thought, okay, great. I knew because a new stadium would have the, the, the skyline behind it, a new neighborhood around it, all those things. Then I thought, well, guaranteed rate field, White Sox Park, surrounded by 70 acres of parking, you could keep that stadium and build, you know, a neighborhood there. And and, and the, the Sox have been resistant to that, although it's publicly owned. The Illinois Sports Facilities Authority owns the stadium, but Reinsdorf, Jerry Reinsdorf, you know, basically has say-so what does and doesn't happen in those parking lots. I, I, I thought, why not improve what's there uh, as opposed to going to build another stadium and then having to worry about what what to do with the one that's left behind. The great Lee Bay, Sun-Times architecture critic and professor, with his thoughts about a lot of sports real estate stuff going on in this city. And it certainly looks like something went from hot rumor to, oh, this is more likely happening than not on a fairly 
advanced accelerated timetable. That's what it feels like. And it, it's funny, like the way that people talk about it, too, I, I think is weird. I didn't realize that there was just so much venom for where guaranteed rate stadium is. Like the way people talk about it, oh well, I mean the the access that you'll have to downtown. Like we're talking about a, a two mile difference between where the stadium actually is and where the proposed stadium is going. Like two miles. And and people are acting like the like the White Sox have been playing out in the suburbs for forever. It's it's very strange. When, when the current access is phenomenal. Yes, and you're gonna have there's gonna have to be a significant amount of work done for the stadium proposal in the '78 to have similar access. Correct. And if you're and don't give me what if you're floating the idea of water taxis that that's a non-starter. I get out of here with that. <laughs> yeah, when you need the. Uh... The early 2000s hip-hop music video transportation is your solution. <laughs> like, if it's a boat or a helicopter, then maybe that's not your best. Yeah, that's movie. a novelty. If there are water taxis, like, oh, isn't that cute? And you, that's, you're coming out of commercial. Here's a shot of the, the famous White Sox water taxi. That's fine. But that, you're not talking about infrastructure and actual access points. Yeah, that that's way. not that's not a way for a big swath of people Correct. to get to your game comfortably. And there's this all... isn't a Nori video. <laughs> yes, there is. Like... What, what, there is a, a read my He's lips in the Philippines what, what, moment what, what, in here when Rob Manfred said Reinsdorf has assured him it would require read my lips no new taxes. No, but... no new taxes, but it would require a diversion of current tax revenue. This is Greg Hines from Cranes, who says it could involve shifting revenues from an existing 2% tax on Chicago hotel rooms to the new facility because those tax reven- revenues now are directed to paying the continuing debt for the construction of Guaranteed Rate Field. But right. wait, there's more. <laughs> It's also about the existing tax structure that has uh, been established with that particular property, that there are tax finance increments. Oh, TIFs. The TIFs, yeah. The, that, uh, the TIF funds that are in place to move the metro tracks mm-hmm. and then potentially build a CTA stop. So all perhaps of which you there have. are no new taxes. Oh, already. You literally have three pieces of public transportation within two blocks of each other. Yeah. That gets you right there. The people who clearly don't live here and talk about the proximity to downtown have never driven to to Sox Park or taken, or taken the, train. the red line. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was getting there clearly. <laughs> it's not like I had forgotten that I take the train. I don't drive to Sox Park, Dan. I don't have a car. But my point that would make is make it hard. Yeah. My point is that's that's people who didn't do the actual study of the infrastructure that exists. It's two stops, isn't it? I feel like that it's not. Well, two stops from where? If if you took the red line from from 35th to Roosevelt, isn't it Roosevelt Chinatown? I mean, Roosevelt Chinatown 35th? I think that's right. I think it's I think that's the distance. Is two one more. Rose there's Cermak. The yeah, there's definitely like there's one more. There's Chinatown Cermak. Yeah. But I thought there was one more. I can't think off the top of my head about the order of the red line stops. 
Point being, that wasn't really an issue. And I feel like that ballpark is is very up to date. Yes. There, there's nothing wrong with their ballpark. I think that, that part of some of the reason why like it feels accelerated and it's like, really, this is going on is because this isn't a franchise that's been winning anything. Yes, two stops. Yes. Roosevelt and then Cermak Chinatown is the same stop. And then? And then 35th. And on the green line. We're just impatient. Scott. On the green line, it's Roosevelt, Cermak, McCormick, 35th, Bronzeville, IIT. Right, which is two blocks away which from is two the blocks. ballpark. Yes. And then there's a metro line that lets you off right at 35th Street in between the green line and the red line. But now it's like the proximity to downtown. It's five minutes on the it's red line. two stops. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the part of this that I feel is uh, it's it's clearly Jerry Reinsdorf doing what he can because of the existing lease that's up in 2029. And whatever deal, aside from not paying rent, that he, he wants to get in place, thinking that a new stadium pretty close would somehow solve that issue. And you know what this is when, when it's funny, they talk about a neighborhood stadium. Armor Square Park is a neighborhood. Bridgeport is a neighborhood. And this is my theory. Okay. And this is, this. It, my theory is it goes back to the original mistake of the angle of the park. If we associated the center field view with downtown Chicago, no one would be saying any of this. The national narrative or this perception of distance, it was a huge mistake because it made it feel far away on the south side. If they had just turned it, and if everyone could just look. If they if they wouldn't have wanted to hold on to their address. This ex- ex- that's why it was a massive miscalculation. That's why they did that it. The view that you talk about from. That's from, why? From the, yeah, walking to the parking structure. When, when you're walking down the ramp. When you're walking down the ramp and you look and you go, oh my God, what a gorgeous view of the city. Mm-hmm. They did. The, 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 the perception of distance would have been obviated by the appearance of the city from the park that you would see all the time. There's there's also like the bigger issue, and and I think that Lee Bay brought it up in, inside the conversation. It's trading the development of one neighborhood for another. Yep. And and I don't know that that's okay. Like and and I I know that like listening to what some of the aldermen have said about it, like it doesn't seem to be an issue. But why should Chinatown Bridgeport? Because Chinatown is kind of moved a little bit south too into what people would believe is traditionally Bridgeport, why should they now have something that is an eyesore? Or why should all of those places, why should they suffer from a lack of further development inside their neighborhoods just so that a new neighborhood could get something to attach itself to? There's something else... When the, usually, like, that area of the city doesn't really need anything anyway. No, those that land is going to get developed. It's just a matter of time, especially with the TIF funds in place. But then there's also this. Did you guys see the part where they talk about Manfred said MLB would not directly finance the stadium but provide an indirect subsidy? Under league rules, stadium development costs are automatically deducted from required team revenue sharing payments. 
so the Sox could effectively have some of their costs covered by the league. Even though, as we found out in the latest draft order, the Sox don't receive revenue sharing. Yeah, they pay in. Follow the money. Yep. So is this a way to not have to pay as much in revenue sharing, get the the visual oh. orientation you want? Well, it's remember, revenue sharing is only inside the park itself, only in the walls of the ballpark. Everything else you own around it, everything else you own under some other corporate name beyond Chicago White Sox, that is your money and your money alone. But paying is still paying. Well, I mean, saying, but your only your revenue, the only measured revenue is inside the ballpark revenue, which is why, like with the Cubs, everything that goes on on the rooftops, everything owned by Hickory Street Partners, anything that is not inside the park, even the stuff outside on Gallagher Way. Right. But that's pay- not revenue that's shared. Paying is still paying and receiving is still receiving. Right. That's my point. I just think that it's really interesting how accelerated this has been. Like, it's just, oh, like, look at all of this. Now, now, like, now you've got the commissioner going public and talking about this idea to, I think, I think that it, it, in theory, will help public perception that they're going to get this done. Yeah. Um, if they make it a, seem inevitable. There's a reason Manfred talked about this. There's a right. reason Manfred is helping Cape for this cause. Exactly. And and I think that it's incumbent upon those of us who even think that it is a good idea, and I, I'm one of those people, it's incumbent upon us to keep everyone honest in this situation. Is it wrong that I like guaranteed rate fields? No, it shouldn't be. There's nothing wrong with that place. Nothing. That's... That's the rub. This isn't a, a decrepit stadium that's falling apart. This isn't a stadium that's bad. This this isn't a stadium, d- despite what people say, is in a bad neighborhood. The owner wants a new stadium. That's what this is. And we need to talk about it that way. If the owner wants a new stadium, the owner should pay for a new stadium. I agree. Let's talk a little bit about the Bulls' miserable performance last night because it was just that. Mike Florio is going to join us after the top of the hour, too, so don't go anywhere. Bernstein and Holmes with Layla in today on The Score. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Bernstein and Holmes, your midday destination for Chicago sports talk on 670 The Score. Raps are going to advance. This is going to be the ball game here as Toronto comes in to the United Center and they steal a ball game in game two of six straight on the road. The two teams settled for two and two in their four game series in the final from the United Center, Toronto 118 and the Bulls 107. That's what you get Chuck Swirsky for his 70th birthday, Bulls. That's the present. That present for him is a big turd in his cake with that performance. Happy birthday! 
come on, I, man. That I was, think his cake was fine. That was brutal. They that gave was, him a, a hat. That was such a bad loss. He should have been dancing in his dancing shoes on his birthday. He was for a little while with Benny the Bull. That was who presented him with the cake and the hats. Yeah, him and Bill. His cake that was, was fine. That was that that performance was lazy and dumb and sloppy. I said if we wanted to fully illustrate the sadness of this game, we could just stop talking for the last seven minutes and eleven seconds of the segment because that's how long it took for them to only score three points via free throws. That DeMar dunk was the last field goal they made. Such a great feeling. Like things were looking like they were they were starting to steady and then you end up in problems in the last few minutes of the game where you you didn't have a second option last night. Kobe didn't have a good shooting night for them last night. So DeMar ends up in the the hero ball like stuff which usually works and was working to a certain degree last night but then the doubles came and then he tried to pass out of them and then they allow 11 points off turnover in the fourth quarter because of it Stacy King identified it and was talking about some of the issues with DeMar having the ball in those situations and what his teammates need to do when he's doubled but right now, Stacey, it almost seems like everyone's looking at DeMar, hoping that he can bail him out. Well, that's what I talked about. You can't, you know, you can't just sit back and be a spectator. You know, he's got the ball. They're doubling him. Every single time he's had the ball at the top of the circle, once he got him that little run, Toronto's coaches said double, get the ball out of his hands, and they're coming with length. So as they're coming to trap, someone's got to come and get open. It becomes a fast break opportunity now. You don't, you're not going to try to throw the ball to the middle of the free throw line. You want to try to get it to the wing and then have the guys at the free throw line dive to the basket. It'll be a layup there. But we got, our guards are too far in the corners. That's part of it. And one, one thing you can do is you can make them double out of screen roll rather than choosing the extra defender. If you bring Kobe, for example, and you run a screen roll with Kobe White, it's going to be Kobe White's defender. If they want to blitz screen roll off of that and double him off of that, fine. But you're going to have to make a choice. You're going to have to force him into conflict. If you're letting them pick the doubling defender rather than having them rotate off of your best shooter or your worst shooter, I should say, they're initially able to send a guy off a bad shooter. You're, you're, you're letting them choose rather than your offensive set dictating where the likely double teamers coming from. At some point, you just run out of shot creators and quality talent that you expect on your team. We learned that Patrick Williams has acute bone edema before the game. The starting lineup includes two bench players who you don't normally see. They had to go small, obviously. You know, Io and Caruso were both starting last night. We were trying to figure out Julian Phillips' minutes. The Raptors have lost nine of ten games and go into the United Center, and they're able to do exactly what they needed to do in the third and fourth quarters. Well, now the Bulls have lost three out of four. Bulls were up by as many as 16, and they let this one slide. And I don't know how many times in highlights recently I've said, Bulls were up by as many as 21. Bulls were up by as many as 16. Bulls were up by as many as some double-digit lead that's significant, and you just see the thing go away. This is another example that it's it's ridiculous that we're talking about them going seven minutes without scoring a field goal to end a game. 
And if you can hear acute bone edema to something other than the rhythm of funky cold Medina, then you are a stronger person than I. I just thought it sounded gross. It's just, it's a bone Swelling. bruise. Bone bruise. Blech. Yeah. Edema is swelling, and that's, you know. It's, sounds it's uncomfortable. Edema sounds uncomfortable. Edema sounds more uncomfortable than swelling, even though it's the same thing. But I guess it, it sounds, it's a bone bruise. Well, I heard Billy talking about the injuries, and I'm not, I'm not giving him that out. I, this team has been this even when they have been relatively healthy. So I get that you know, Patrick Williams is really important to, to your rotation, but you got good minutes out of Julian Phillips yesterday. You're, the whole point of extending Vooch was that he was supposed to be someone who was an offensive an offensive threat. And he has not been as much of an offensive threat over the last six weeks of Bulls basketball. He's been terrible from the three-point line, and his decision-making has been questionable, in my opinion. But he has to be really good on offense to make up for his defensive deficiencies. Right, and he he has not been that. The other thing is, like to read Darnell's piece or Cowley's piece this morning about it, the Bulls, just, for me, I'm, I'm only going to speak for me on this, it's, it just seems like everything is stuck in the mud. And if they are unwilling to trade Caruso, who's their, the, the thing that the person is going to bring them back the most, they can't trade Zach. They've already extended Vooch, and they're probably going to extend DeMar. I don't know where this is going when you don't have any real draft capital. And yes, Kobe White is improved, and every day that we get a chance to watch him, I'm excited about seeing him play. But he hasn't improved to the point where you feel like it's his team and he's the guy that can can win you games consistently. But you needed him last night. It was right there. 100%. You needed him last night. And what are you, 13 and 6? Which isn't a bad night. It's just not what you needed to finish that game off. I feel like we're talking about the dependence on Kobe White now. Like we talk about the dependence on Lonzo Ball when he was here. And that's the problem is they committed to this when they decided to extend Vooch. And they had... They had to ask some things of him, and we all thought that playing through him was going to bring more offensive production. And then we get the quote this morning from Darnell that's making waves right now. With a week remaining before the NBA's trade deadline, few within or around the Bulls organization anticipate the franchise making a major move. If the Bulls swing a deal before the February 8th deadline, most will be surprised. It's not that the Bulls can't make a trade, but there's a prevailing belief that the front office won't commit to something substantial. And we've seen nothing to indicate since the Vooch trade at the deadline two years, three years ago now, that that's been the case. It doesn't make a lot of sense to think that a team is going to get better when two of the people that they're relying on are long into their career and the other one can't stay healthy. First round draft picks, man. The, the capital that those command and how you see them spent. Trade Caruso, trade DeRozan, see if you can get something for Levine. And if somebody calls, if the Dallas Mavericks want to call and ask about Vooch, there's been a couple places where there's, he's under that deal, thinking he a little late career change of scenery, good fit, Western team might be just right for him. I'm open for business. Yep. I don't think they are, but I am. Let's see if they are. It would be nice if they were because this isn't going anywhere. When we come back, Mike Florio is going to talk to us about 
why people don't want head coaching jobs in the NFL and whatnot. Next on The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.